0: On today's show, Team USA Bobby Portis is off and running and he was getting chants from the crowd. He also picked up a tech. We're going to talk about Bobby Portis. A little bit of World Cup chat today. But overall, we're constantly talking about which players the Bucs might be able to trade. And just when you pour through the numbers and you look at the Bucs' rotation, Bobby Portis doesn't strike me as a guy the Bucs can afford to lose. So plenty of Bobby Portis chat tonight. And then overall, the idea of playoff playability. Let's discuss that. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And as always, we thank everyone for making Locked On bucks their first watch or first listen of every single weekday, particularly through the offseason, when you just think that there's no basketball news coming out there naturally. Things are happening, and now we're starting to wind up towards the FIBA World Cup, so uh, that's going to be very exciting. I'll be covering that for the Australian broadcast, and I'm very excited about what Australia could do at this World Cup, so we might have a little bit of a chat uh, about that today, certainly from the Team USA perspective with Bobby Portis, though, but we appreciate the support. If you missed yesterday's show, go and check it out. I caught up with Josh Lloyd, who uh, hosts the all-conquering Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. That show does absolutely ridiculous numbers, and we're trying to get Locked On Bucks up there. So make sure you subscribe, drop a like, a comment, rate, review, do all those things because it helps the show and continues to boost us uh, in front of more eyes so people can get involved in the show. But uh, do go and check back uh, on that one because it was a lot of fun. So tonight, Team USA, uh, they're starting some warm-up games, and they uh, handled pretty comfortably Puerto Rico, 117-74, to Uh, they've got some big countries on this exhibition run that they're going to go on before they head over uh, over my side of the world, Japan, uh, the Philippines, Indonesia for the FIBA World Cup. But they're going to play Spain, Slovenia, Greece. We don't think Giannis is going to be there. Uh, and also Germany in warm-up games on the road to the World Cup. And Bobby Portis was out there tonight. He had a nice little turnaround basket in the post. I saw that highlight on social media. He also picked up a tech because he was getting fired up. And then the crowd, no, it wasn't Fireserv Forum, but they were giving him the Bobby chance. And of course, Fireserv Forum was referenced on uh, the broadcast there. So it's going to be a lot of fun, honestly, watching this Team USA team, particularly with Bobby Portis there. I think in the past, we've watched Drew Holiday, we've watched Chris Milton, Brooke Lopez. And maybe I, I don't know, do I need to care about this? But maybe because those guys are a little bit older, I'm like, you're doing so much. Do you need to be there in the World Cup? Also, it's easy for me to say that as someone that is not emotionally invested in how Team USA goes. Uh, but now it feels a little bit different with Bobby Portis. He's going to have to battle uh, for minutes for sure. It looks like uh, it, you know, a pretty decent roster in all honesty. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks like he'll start at the five. Uh, but hopefully Bobby Portis gets his chance to get some minutes. But it did make me think about him overall. And one of the questions that Josh Lloyd asked me on the podcast yesterday, which Milwaukee player was most likely to be traded. Now, we went through a couple of names, and they're all the familiar names that we've discussed. And ultimately, I landed on Grayson Allen, and, and, and I basically based that on a combination of the salary and the reports and the rumors and everything we've seen over the course of the last 12 months. There were, Bobby Portis is another guy, let's face it. He's another guy that uh, we have at least discussed. And look, we do this on this show. And everyone does it. If, if the Bucks are, It's just the math. If the Bucs are looking to make a serious upgrade around that $20 million mark, just because of the salaries, you're looking at three guys, Grayson Allen, Pat Conan, and Bobby Portis, and matching a couple of those and getting there. And Bobby Portis, the fact that he's owed 11.7 this year and 12.5 next season, puts him in line for those sort of mid-level deals that can be valuable in trying to get to a trade. And that's why you bring it up. Second, secondary to that to me at least the reason why you might bring up Bobby Portis as someone that the Bucks could trade is because if you're looking to make an upgrade Bobby Portis is a pretty valuable player and that is a very nice deal he's not overpaid in today's market at all and if you just purely go through the numbers that he's had in Milwaukee you can see that this is a guy that can play at a high level he's extremely reliable but I just don't know whether the Bucks could afford to lose this guy. When I look at the depth of the roster and you got Brook Lopez and Giannis, but both of those guys, yeah, brooke Brook's been so reliable, but he is another year older now, and I think it would be ideal if you could try and drop those minutes down just a fraction this year. And Bobby Portis has been so reliable and so productive. So that's why he is not the guy that I'm suggesting in those trade talks, but that's just the background of why he gets thrown in there and why you might see him... Uh, from time to time it's uh, it's the business it's the salary and it's purely the value if the bucks are looking to upgrade the roster Bobby Portis has been in Milwaukee for a few years now and over the course of his time with this team as I mentioned he's been so reliable three full seasons so far 208 games in the regular season he's only missed 28 over that period we know he had that Uh, kind of niggly knee injury last season. And he spoke about the fact that he just hasn't really had injuries, So it was a difficult time for him to work through that, but just have a listen to the uh, production, 13.4 points and 8.6 rebounds across that time over 40% from three, which is obviously outstanding, but his minutes have been down per 36, 19.3 points and 12.4 rebounds per game, which is obviously from a box store perspective is massive numbers. And when you look back to the 2022 season when Brooke Lopez was out for the majority of the season, yeah, look, the Bucks defense might've taken a little bit of a hit. But Bobby Portis overall, never someone that you accuse of not trying on that end of the floor. And he was the one that was able to help in a major way to keep this team afloat with the offensive production, but also just the availability. And he's been a guy, I think over the years, And he's spoken about this that I think he's been misconstrued a little bit. Whether he has a bad attitude or he could be a bad teammate. He's been nothing but a perfect teammate in Milwaukee. He stayed ready when things haven't exactly gone his way. And it's not the first time that we've discussed it. But if you go back to the 2021 playoff run, the Brooklyn series, he fell out of the rotation. He only played four games out of those seven. Across those four games, fourteen minutes per game, so significantly down from what he was doing in the postseason. And for a guy that was an every night player up until that point, that is a moment in time where you can get down on yourself, and that is a moment in time where you can get frustrated that you're not on the court. And yet, when push came to shove, in Game Six of the NBA Finals, when you're looking to clinch a title, you had twenty three minutes, six of ten from the field. The Bucks only hit six threes in that struggle of a game, outside of Giannis going absolutely berserk. Bobby Portis hit two of them and he came up with some big time mid-range jump shots in particular that I I will never forget when the Bucs were just struggling for offense and looking to stay alive in that contest. So I think that is probably the underestimated uh, part of all this is that certainly generally when things haven't gone his way, he seems to have had the right attitude towards this team. And he's been someone that uh, again has been so reliable. And I think that that counts for something on this team looking to make another push. And let's face it, Giannis has just come off surgery and you're looking to protect him at all costs and Brook Lopez a little bit older. So I, I look at that and then I also look at what Adrian Griffin might be able to do for Bobby Portis. And I do want to get to that in just a little bit here as we continue the conversation. And I want to talk about playoff playability. We're going to get to that next, but make sure you let me know your thoughts on Bobby Portis. Is he untradeable? Is he someone that you have to keep at all costs? But first, our friends over at FanDuel. They continue to be a fantastic sponsor of the podcast and football season is about to kick off. I saw Packers fans all over my social media timeline getting very excited and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player pops uh, over and unders. That would be player props, of course, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. And the FIBA World Cup, of course, coming up. USA, the favourites, minus 115. Canada, plus 460. And uh, some value at number three with Australia at plus 10,000. Plus 1,000. Plus 10,000 would be some serious value. So make sure you check that out at Fanduel. Uh, of course, uh, America's number one sport. The FIBA World Cup is coming up, as I just gave you the odds for the winners there with FanDuel. And we're going to continue to have coverage on Locked On Bucks right throughout the tournaments. Uh, plenty of familiar players across uh, the FIBA World Cup. And I mentioned this at the top, Bobby Portis is going to be there. And i got to tell you, the USA clearly favourites it seems like everyone's a little bit down on this Team USA squad, but I'm, a, I'm against that. I think this is a really good team. The question mark comes from the young squad and how are they going to be able to come together under Steve Kerr? But you look at the talent and you look across the world and the world continues to get better. Australia, I think, is a genuine chance to win a gold medal. You can call me biased. The team is awesome. But when I look at the USA, you've still got Brandon Ingram. You've got Mikel Bridges, Jaron Jackson Jr., Uh, who I already mentioned in his podcast, but there's no defensive three in the key. He's going to be there. He's going to be swatting shots. Jalen Brunson has been awesome. Tyrese Halliburton, someone that I think everyone across the NBA loves what he's been able to do at this point. So to me, it's understandable. The USA are still clearly the favorites. Uh, They were really bad. They finished seventh at the last FIBA World Cup. So it's a watch. Uh, But there's obviously some big names Uh, that aren't going to be a part of the World Cup with Giannis looking uncertain with Greece. Nikola Jokic, he's not going to be a part of it for Serbia as well. So there's players missing, Um, but certainly some of the stronger nations are going to be right in the mix. I mentioned when it came to the rotation for the Bucks and the idea that there are potentially holes through the roster they come through the lack of, and I say lack of depth, and maybe that's overstating it just a little bit, but the the idea that you've gone from having veterans and now you, you've got younger guys. And I actually think that a lot of our listeners are going to be seriously more excited about the demographic of the roster now because you do have the young guys. And I think that by virtue of going through this way, You've opened up some opportunities for Marjon Beauchamp. I think he's going to play early in the season. Uh, Andre Jackson Jr. we'll wait and see. And I think those are the two younger guys that are a chance to play. Uh, AJ Green probably as well for his three-point shooting. Although the, those positions there is really a specialized shooter. Um, there are a number of guys that can play in that role. But we'll see. But certainly Marjon Beauchamp stands uh, to, to uh, come into that role. But I do think that we don't want to overlook the idea of valuable role players on this team because when I mentioned the starting lineup yesterday with Josh Lloyd I got some pushback which is always the case you always get pushback if you say anything positive about Grayson Allen but I said look Grayson Allen played 70 games last year he shot 40% from three he shot 48% from three in the playoff series against Miami and guess what he's not a perfect player he's your fifth or sixth best player you're not going to have a perfect player at that stage in your roster so there is a a regular listener to the show who incredibly valuable contributions in the comments and we absolutely appreciate it but they've been going down this line that honestly it doesn't even matter what you get back in a trade just get rid of grace and allen get rid of pat Connaughton, and your team's going to be better i don't understand it pat Connaughton has been a guy that has been incredibly reliable for this team over the journey and frank did a tweet out some of Pat Connaughton's postseason numbers over the last three seasons uh, on Twitter here as I, as I pull them up. And this is where I don't understand how some of the role players end up being the scapegoat for this team having some struggles in the postseason last year. And I just don't think it's justified at all. Frank Madden, Pat Connaughton in the playoffs the last three years, 65% true shooting on 48, 40, 86 shooting splits and uh, plus 1.9 uh, BPM. And he just mentions that he always comes back to him as the guy he trusts most, along with Giannis Drew, Chris Brook. And yet he only played a total of 25 possessions with them over the last two years in the postseason. So rather than look at Pat and again as a guy that eh, you don't need him, maybe there is a chance for an expanded role. And maybe he is a guy that Adrian Griffin will come in and say, all right, Pat, you're moving into the starting lineup. Because I did have a suggestion from a listener Uh, yesterday after the show saying Grayson Allen in the starting lineup what are you talking about it's going to be Marjon Jay Crowder or Malik Beasley but if you look at Grayson Allen you say well this guy's no good I why is he no good is it because the defensive concerns well Malik Beasley isn't historically known as a strong defensive player Marjon Beauchamp we think it is going to continue to grow, and we certainly hope so. And I've got high hopes, along uh, with many others, for Marjan Bojan. But right now, is he the guy that you're pushing to the starting lineup, or is he just going to be a rotation player that continues to, de- to develop? And you hope that he gets consistent minutes throughout. I think that's probably uh, more likely of the scenario than him starting. I might be wrong, and if he ends up starting and contributing. I'm going to be extremely happy about it because it means you've found value, as we've discussed, which is important for this team. And then Jay Crowder, clearly there's a question mark about Jay. We only saw him for 18 games last season. It didn't look like anywhere near the prime Jay Crowder. I think the preparation this year is going to be significantly better. But I guess the point I'm making is, for your fifth starter, I will stand by that I thought Grayson Allen was good. I think he's a decent NBA player or a good NBA player, I should say. He provides value as a reliable shooter. He actually had a couple of game winners last year against Toronto and certainly in New York when the shooting wasn't falling and Grayson Allen was the one that knocked them down. So I just think once you get beyond your first top key players on the roster, yeah, there's going to be some variance in performance. That's the idea of an NBA role player. If there wasn't variance, they would be getting paid like a superstar. So that's just something that, that always bugs me a little bit in terms of the... The flack, I guess, that uh, some of the role players get sometimes uh, from the fans. And I kind of say, well, you're not going to get exactly what you want every single night. Um, But that stat from Frank Bannon is going to be an interesting one because it certainly does point to the idea uh, that Pat Conant could be a guy that maybe slides into the starting lineup. Justin Garcia, as we've mentioned a number of times, he mentioned at the live podcast that maybe the starting two guard isn't on the roster yet. And that's where you come back to a trade. And again, I think there's an incredible value, particularly with Bobby and Pat. We're talking about championship winning players with the franchise. These guys are legends forever. I would like to think that they're loved by the fan base forever. But I personally think they're also good players. Maybe there's value there. Maybe you really upgrade the roster. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, But certainly, Pat Conraden, a guy that can play every night, has performed in the playoffs. Bobby Portis, if he leaves, you're leaving a hole in the roster. Where do you sit with those two guys? Are they absolutely required? And maybe could they have a more expanded role on the roster under Adrian Griffin? But I did mention playoff playability and we just got into that conversation a little bit there. But I want to keep going into that. I want to ask you guys a question coming up next. I've discussed the idea so far on today's show just in general, about role players, sometimes having some variance in performances. Sometimes they're going to have a playoff series that really suits them. And sometimes it might not. And we've even seen this with someone as reliable and flat-out dominant in stretches as Brook Lopez, where sometimes the bucks aren't going to close with him. And sometimes it's Giannis at the five. We saw that a little bit, you know, in the NBA Finals, for instance, Brooks still played major minutes in that series, by the way. But sometimes you just change the lineups and it suits you better against certain teams. So how many guys do you need on your roster if you're a championship winning team and you guys can go through other teams if you want and compare the bucks. I certainly thought last year, the Boston Celtics were a team that had significant depth of guys that you could probably play right throughout any playoff series, particularly when you think of Uh, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon if healthy uh, playing every single night and those guys are coming off the bench that's kind of helpful so for Milwaukee if I just look at the guys you know every single night they can play it's Giannis, Chris, Drew Holiday clearly, again yes they have to be healthy, Brook Lopez is going to play in every series, sometimes he might not be the closing five, that's okay, but he's going to play in every series, so that's your top four players we know what to expect from them I put Pat in there and again, as referenced already on this podcast, he shot the ball pretty well. Uh, he's not an all NBA caliber defensive player, but I think in general, he has the athleticism. He's been able to hold up pretty well. Sometimes he's been put in defensive situations, which is a little challenging. But I think Pat is a guy that he can play every night. I've got a question mark next to Jay Crowder. Now, I'm optimistic, and that's not going to surprise anyone because I'm optimistic about everything. But I at least go into the season hoping that with that offseason, he's going to be a guy that you can play in every playoff series. That's why they traded for him. That would be player number six. And then you have the guys that maybe are going to be a little interchangeable. Malik Beasley, Grayson Allen. Allen's played in every playoff series since he's been in Milwaukee, but they haven't gone all the way through to the NBA Finals. So those two guys are there. And then obviously, you've got question marks over the youngsters- uh, Mahjong Bochy and Bungo Jackson Jr. So if you feel optimistic about Jay Crowder right now, that's around six guys and Alan has been an every night player. If he's still on the roster come playoff time, I, th- I think he probably will be. Malik Beasley, we just need to see more because we're not sure. So my question I've got to you guys is when you look at the depth on the roster and I know that there's some people that will be optimistic about this, there'll be some that will be negative. Let me know if you think The Bucs have enough guys on their roster right now that can play every single playoff series. And does it look like, uh, not with the top four, we know those guys can get it done, but beyond the top four players, does this look like a championship winning roster to you? I think they've got enough and I think there's upside and I think there's still going to be a trade based on what we've seen in previous seasons, but I feel pretty comfortable about it. Uh, I have predicted the Bucs to win 55 games this year and put themselves right in the box seat and then you cross your fingers that you're healthy and guys are in good shape come postseason time. And I think you give yourself a shot in an Eastern Conference that to me is not overwhelmingly scary. But you let me know and tell me if you just think I am out of my mind and I need to stop being so optimistic about this team because we will take it on board and we'll read those answers on this show as we continue to move forward. So plenty of Bobby Porter's chat tonight. Make sure you let me know uh, how you feel about him. You know, I just, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if you can let Bobby go. It's an extremely friendly contract. He's been incredibly reliable. And maybe you just want a little bit of that edge, if that's what you want to call it as well. He's intense. He's a fan favorite. Uh, there's no doubt it would be a massive hole if, if he was uh, traded in any scenario there. I think he's a, he's a guy you might need around. But let me know. And the FIBA World Cup, of course. Are you excited about the FIBA World Cup? These are all conversations we're going to continue to have on Locked on Bucks. We appreciate the support for the show. Drop a like, a comment, subscribe, rate, review if you haven't done so yet. We'll catch you all tomorrow.